Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Rick Follett, CIO at Good Samaritan Health System. In this segment, Follett talks about the potential implications of affiliating with a larger system, what it took to achieve integration between acute and ambulatory, and the priority that remains at the top of his list. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, you're quite welcome, Kate. I'm glad to be here. Great. So to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about Good Samaritan Health System um, as far as you know, what you have in the way of hospital beds, um, ambulatory facilities, things like that? Oh, sure. We are a community hospital. We have about 192 beds. That includes a rehab portion of the hospital. We have uh, really it's a full-service hospital because we are the only acute care hospital in the county we do provide all, virtually all services to everyone in the, in the area. We have about 40 outpatient facilities uh, that involve either a physician's practice or um, some kind of clinic diagnostic testing, whether it be radiology, lab, and uh, cardiology, et cetera. So it's a fairly full-service offering for the county. Okay. And you're in uh, Lebanon County, Pennsylvania? That's correct. We are not far from uh, Hershey, where the chocolate is made. Uh, that's probably the best landmark I can give most people. Right. So it's a fairly uh, rural area? It, it is a rural area, uh, a fairly largely farming and retirement community. We have a, an elderly population here. It's a very popular place to retire to because cost of living is low, crime rates are low, uh, we have many farmers in the area. It's a it's a really pretty countryside, especially if you like outdoor activities. Okay, and at this point, are you you still an uh, independent hospital? We are currently independent, but we are in discussions and due diligence with a larger system to affiliate. The intention would be to have uh, continue to have our own board of trustees and C-suite managing the hospital. Uh, yet while getting, taking advantage of some of the scale economies and some of the opportunities with uh, population management with a larger system. Okay. So is it the, more the idea of uh, creating a strategic alliance? It's probably a little bit closer than a strategic alliance as we will um, very likely be in a position to share some kinds of not just our data but um, best practices, and even some levels of governance. Okay. Now, for uh, you know, being in, in your position, um, I imagine that that's an interesting thing to, to be going through that process. Uh, is this something that you've experienced before? I have in another organization that uh, went through an actual merger years ago. So I've, I've had that experience um, and what's different this time, though, is this is not exactly you know, a merger where there is a single entity that e evolves from it, but rather we will have the opportunity, especially in the IT area, to collaborate more on infrastructure and especially on some of the applications where we'll be able to aggregate data and do a better job at population health management across a larger population. Okay. So it sounds like a good opportunity for IT especially. Now, uh, to give a little bit of uh, the, the lay of the land, um, 
let's talk about uh, the clinical application environment um, first uh, in the hospital. What do you have in place? Our major healthcare information system is uh, the McKesson Paragon system, which is a full-fledged electronic health record. And we've done, I think, a, a very good job of implementing the features of it. Uh, in addition to that, for our ambulatory environments, we use a regional electronic health record called MEDENT from Community Computing Services out of New York. Uh, between the two of them, we have uh, pretty good integration such that uh, records from the ambulatory visit can be sent into through a CCD or CDA into the Paragon system. Uh, and most every practice in our area is using the same ambulatory system, so there's a, a great opportunity there to uh, collaborate on patient records, and it's much easier to exchange information with those patients, uh, with those provi providers as a result of that common platform. Okay. Now, um, with Paragon, how long has that been in place? We went live in 2009. And um, actually in 2011, we went live with the CPOE portions and those things that, were, that we added to the application in order to pursue the government stimulus program referred to as meaningful use. We also went live with barcode medication administration at the same time. So uh, we, we really at that point completed the uh, closed-loop medication management for all of our inpatients. And now what about MedEnt on the, the uh, ambulatory side? MedEnt, uh, all of our practices share a single instance of MedEnt. Uh, they have also kept pace with the, the same things, although their requirements for the stimulus program are a little bit different with electronic prescribing as one example. Um, but they've done a terrific job of adopting and adapting to the uh, electronic world within that system. And it's very well supported. Now, do you have um, offices, physician practices that are owned as well as affiliated with the system? Yes, we actually employ uh, more than 50 physicians in a variety of practices. Uh, there's a, we have a family practice residency program in addition to our own family clinics, family health clinics. Uh, we have specialties such as cardiovascular surgery, general surgery, uh, vascular surgery, uh, digestive health, and uh, some other other services that are more community-based. Okay. And now as far as using MedEnt, now that's something that's not, uh, you know, one of the uh, the big, big larger companies that, that uh, are used more on a national scale. Is that something that, that's worked out well for you, though, having it be something that's more regional? Actually, in our case, I think it has worked out very well, it, largely because there are so many other practices in the area who have adopted the same application, which gives us an opportunity to take advantage of some of the offerings of the, the vendor for information integration. For example, we can send a single lab feed to that vendor, and they distribute it to the ordering physician and any of the other 19 practices who may have ordered that test. So it, it does help us in, as a small community hospital 
to conserve on some of the expenses that might otherwise have to go through in order to, to distribute that kind of electronic record. Looking at, at the potential merger, is it something where you know at this point whether or not you would have to switch out your major systems, or is it something that that's yet to be determined? Well, that's yet to be determined. Uh, we are at a, a point where uh, we can discuss some due diligence uh, questions, but that type of planning uh, requires us to get past some government approvals before we can really right. uh, get into that level of detail. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, your plan, whether it's a three-year plan or five-year plan, and just you know, really some of, some of the larger things that uh, you're addressing or are looking to address. What's what's kind of uh, first on that list? Well, top of the list really are uh, any of the things that are necessary to to remain in the stimulus program for meaningful use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have we are actually just about to conclude our uh, stage two first year. Uh, at the end of September, and we'll uh, submit our attestation documentation for that. Um, Going into next year, uh, we'll start to ramp up for those things that may be required for Stage 3, and I think probably the biggest of them will be around how we manage population health and what kind of tools we might need for uh, drilling deeper into the data that we already have and are collecting through our electronic health record to be able to identify those classes of acute care uh, and chronic conditions that we may be able to intervene and uh, improve our uh, our performance on population health management. Right. You had alluded before that um, managing population health is something that certainly would be a little easier or just you know more possible if you're able to uh, align with another organization because I can imagine that as a small small hospital that has to be challenging just from a resource perspective. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, you can buy the tools but they are only tools unless you have good qualified people who can drill into the data and find the kinds of meaning and especially uh, to do uh, predictive analytics where you can forecast when somebody will need a service before they actually become acutely ill. Those are the kinds of things that uh, I, I believe being a member of a larger system that can dedicate the resources to determining how you go about doing that, because they'll be doing it on a larger scale with a, a larger population. It becomes more economical to do that. Um, in the interim, though, until such a, an affiliation is complete, though, we'll continue down our path uh, our strategic plan where we would adopt the relevant tools to do that on our own. Right. And I imagine that is something that's a pretty big priority, especially when you talk about having a patient population where there are more um, elderly patients. So, you know, you're looking at uh, chronic care and things like that. That's that's very true. Now, as far as um, patient engagement, is that something that, that you've been addressing and, and how is that uh, what is your strategy for that? We have been addressing that through a patient portal and been very fortunate. I've heard of other hospitals who have had to take extraordinary measures to get patients to actually access it and use it. Uh, although our numbers aren't really great, uh, we have not had much difficulty getting people to access them. I think it's especially important for uh, elderly patients who have a younger family member who wants to help 
guide their care. I think we're finding, too, that there are more people who are looking for that proxy access for their aging parent. So that, that help, the portal has actually helped them to be a little bit more connected to what's happening with the uh, elderly parents' health services. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.